Are we doing a tie five? Or are we doing real? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. We're doing real. Oh, <laughs> hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome to the V-Spot podcast, a vegan-ish podcast where we talk about things that are vegan or not. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows? I'm Danny. And I'm Kat. That was my attempt at a cold intro. I Did liked it work? It. No, it was yeah. really good. No, you I shut up. To... It was good. Yeah, you stop talking when you're already not talking. <laughs> yeah. You stop saying things with your eyes and your body language and your emotions. Stop it. I tried to do, I took some inspiration from my favorite episode of um, My Brother, My Brother and Me with the uh, Totino's pizza rolls. When Justin comes on, he's like, oh, hi, hello. Yeah, that's why I took inspiration from. So in the off chance that anyone, I know they're not listening to this, but if anyone happens to tangentially know any of the McElroy brothers, please let them know that I love them and that they should come on the podcast. Uh, I will find a fucking connection. There does not need to be a reason other than I dab and like Griffin dabs. Like? Yeah, like. Okay. (laughs) Just checking. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just Great. So, hi, hello. Hello, hello. This is our podcast. Hello. Um, What do you got going on? Tell me about some some hot topics. I don't got any hot topics. What What about hot pasta? (laughs) I'm going to go to Hot Topic and eat some hot pasta. (laughs) Um, You know... I was thinking we really, you know, what we need to really get on the books is our Burger King day. I was literally also thinking that because I saw Aubrey had one. Yeah, we got to do it. And it can't, we got to do the plan. We got to do the morning French toast sticks and then we got to come back for the impossible burger. We got to do a, a Burger King day because we can. Man, okay. I was going to say, damn, Friday before hot pasta dinner, we could have an impossible Whopper appetizer. Oh my God, that sounds delish. Right? Did did you, you didn't happen to hear from or reach out to Aubrey at all? I really want to know how it was. No, I could text her though. You should. Maybe we could get a live, live answer. Yeah. Like, was it good? Was it iffy? I know it's rolling out different points. Probably by the time this goes up, I think everywhere is supposed to have it. It's by the 8th or 9th. Um, but it's apparently early some places. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I when we stopped at the rest stop and I got French toast sticks and Andy was like gagging because he has no taste and I just don't have time for that kind of negativity in my yeah, life. Yeah, honestly, get out of here with no, that. No, it's really fucking nice. Like, I recognize that their French toast sticks and their version of the Impossible Burger is not going to be a gourmet meal. Either right. one of those things. I know that. But it is so fucking nice to know that, like, for instance, we had to stop at the store to get some things for tacos tonight. And right next to the weird price shopper that we went to was a Burger King. Mm. Now, on any other night, if it wasn't Tuesday or I didn't want tacos, I could fucking go in there and get an Impossible Burger. That is, like, so goddamn nice. It's really great. So, I like how they only did, like, it only took a very minute amount of time for them to test it and then be like, no, fuck it. We're doing this everywhere. Yeah, honestly. Thank you, Burger King, for your efficiency. Yes. Give the people what they want. Right. We want some fucking options. Yeah. I just want food all the time. Um, did you see that supposedly Stewart's is going to have a non-dairy creamer or something coming out? That would be great. Because um, everyone said, you know, you gave us ice cream. 
and like everyone likes their coffee or their iced coffee um their iced coffee is really good so they were like we want that and then they responded back with you know hang tight it's coming so god damn stewart's i'll tell you yes it's no wah yes. though no i mean those subs though if stewart's made subs like that mm-hmm. fuck yeah no comparison yeah because it's so fucking good yeah, those are great wawa shout out I to know. those people yeah it's the convenience you know right now we're talking about convenience not necessarily again world changing meals but like kind of yeah and and you know there are okay so the thing is too like i am very a very busy person and like working where i work there are really not the greatest of options Mm -hmm. and so like having something like burger king offering the impossible burger or what have you would really increase my it, it would benefit my eating habits because okay sure the impossible burger is not the healthiest thing in the world but it is much better than a lot of the alternatives you know like it, it's better than me just going and eating french fries it's better mm-hmm. than like arguably better than me going to subway like you know what i mean right like it's it's definitely a better option than some other things or than nothing yeah and so it's not <laughs> even just a matter of convenience it's a matter of convenience, like like better convenience. Yes, it's easy to go and get, but it's also not like complete garbage. Right. You know, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. No. I digress. A hundred percent agree. That's why, I don't know. I'm just excited. Mm-hmm. If I get more options places. Holy shit. Did you know the apple pies at McDonald's are good to go? Really? Right into the That's internet. disgusting. <laughs> 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 That's kind of like um, Lauren bought... Some like, you know, like when you go to Price Chopper or yep. any market really and like some of their pastries are accidentally vegan yeah. because it's just straight chemicals. Yeah. She brought in these like little, I don't even know what they were, these like raspberry chocolate things yesterday that mm-hmm. were so goddamn good. Yeah. But like straight chemicals. Right. You're like, like there's garbage. nothing. Look at the um, no ingredient in list and yeah. you can't read them because yeah. it looks like Sim yeah. voice or whatever. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But it's fucking delicious. They're so good. Yeah. You know, not everything can be a nice, healthy salad, but you got to balance. So get your good salad and then you eat your trash food after. I almost sent a picture because on my break I was sitting. I like to sit outside because it's nice out. And I was sitting outside just eating a cut up cucumber (laughs) with salt on it. And I almost sent a picture to Andy because I knew he really I know he really likes that. We have so many fucking cucumbers. <laughs> I need to offload some onto someone. Yeah, I'm going to bring in a bunch to work. I brought in like a huge bag of lettuce to work last weekend because we have so much goddamn lettuce. Yeah. Oh, God. And the cucumbers are about to get out of control. They won't stop. And like, good problem to have. But also, I don't want to waste anything. Right. I know. So. Honestly. Yeah. Also, I've noticed everything happens at once. Mm-hmm. So oh my like, god! You got nothing, and then you got way too much shit. I'm hoping when you guys, if, when we see you Friday, I'm hoping to have corn. I was thinking ooh. we could make like a really good dinner, and I'm hoping to have like some corn. We can like grill some corn or something. I'm with, hoping maybe with, with a giant zucchini. We'll see. So would you put the zucchini like on In top the of the hot, hot pasta? pasta? <laughs> yeah, maybe you do like a ratatouille. I some, like yeah, a I made some thing. like a uh, some zucchini. Um, some, I cooked up some zucchini and you know what we could do <laughs> you know what we could do it wouldn't be hot pasta it'd be cold pasta but we could do some zoodles with the zucchini Ooh, yeah that'd be nice yeah so alternative pasta alternative pasta 
I, I mean, like that. You could make it hot pasta. Um, Mike's brother's girlfriend last year when we were in Cape Cod took some zucchini noodles and cooked it in like um, coconut oil and salt, and it was fucking delicious. Mm. So like, we could it could be some hot pasta. Okay. Because you cook it up instead of just eating it raw. Cook it up. Or maybe it's like the feeling that you get. You know, like not necessarily the temperature, but like it warms you up inside. You yeah. know, like just <laughs> yeah. that happy feeling, yeah. that hot pasta. Yeah. So. It's so stupid. It is, but it's so funny. <laughs> and I actually think we should not give background. No, absolutely not. They don't need to know our business. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was thinking like maybe we should explain it, but no, fuck them. Right, they don't get to know everything yeah. Yeah, unless right. you're a Patreon. Yeah, maybe we'll patron. talk about it on the Patreon instead. Maybe, or maybe not. Or maybe not. It's our prerogative. Yeah, but in the meantime, um, yeah, we should be talking about something. Well, <laughs> we did. We will. We are mm-hmm. going to talk to Sean. Yep, our new pal, our new best friend, because uh, everyone we talk to is our yeah. best friend. This water tastes a little bit like peanut butter. I don't know what just happened. Well, on that I'm note. I think I'm having a stress. Uh, we'll go make sure that cats. Okay, did it taste like jelly this time? I wish. We'll uh, cut over to the uh, the interview yeah. with uh, Sean from the, Ottawa. Yeah, of the Vegan Film Festival. Yeah. Ready. And go. Great. Oh, cat's thumb is still up. <laughs> awesome. I'm setting the mood. So I guess we'll just do a, a little introduction yeah. um, to our guest this evening. Special guest. Yeah. Uh, Sean, hi, hello. Hey, how are you doing? You know, <laughs> in my 30 years, I've had some moments. I'm kind of tired. I'm a little tired as well. But it's okay, like, you can but, be honest. But Andy just made some really stellar tacos, so I'm in a, I'm in a good place. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Just uh, got back from the park with the kids, put them to bed, and uh, ready to chat with you ladies. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yay! So, uh... Tell us, tell us who Sean is. Yeah, what do? But... <laughs> How do? Yeah, who, who is this? <laughs> Where do I start? Um, no, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 45, almost 45, 44. I live in Ottawa <laughs> and uh, Ottawa, Canada from Newfoundland, the far east coast of Canada. And I've been vegan about four years. Uh, last year, I started uh, the Ottawa International Vegan Film Festival. And uh, we'll chat about a little bit about that tonight. I my background is in leadership training, first with uh, adventure leadership. So 15 years I led wilderness expeditions, leading uh, trips around the world, mountaineering, sea kayaking, backpacking, with a leadership focus. And for the last 10 years, I've been doing corporate leadership training, team building, keynote speaking. It's kind of my day job, and uh, yeah, in my free time, I do kind of ultra endurance sports triathlons ironmans this year i did my first 100 mile ultra marathon a couple weeks ago and uh when i'm not doing that i'm uh yeah running this film festival and uh photo contest that we started this year so uh, other than that i have three great kids three girls they're two six and seven and a wonderful wife my goodness (laughs) 
<laughs> we're all just kind of like the three of us are just sitting here like going what what <laughs> that's quite the resume <laughs> so i know now i have immediately so many questions let's do it right <laughs> it was really your your original background you're like oh i did you know leadership and you know when yeah. you said you do leadership my first thought is like oh, leaders is, is corporate, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. you know, like corporate leadership things. So when you started off being like, oh, oh. all these cool adventures, I was like, wait, what? Hey, that's so, so cool. Like, I know you don't really necessarily do that anymore, but can you tell me what that means? Like, <laughs> how the heck did you get involved in that? That's just so cool. Absolutely, yeah. I in in university, I was taking a couple random courses and I ended up taking a course on experiential education, which is basically learning by doing. And um, the focus on that was um, kind of outdoor education. So utilizing the outdoors as a classroom and uh, we call it kind of the classroom at walls of basically leading expeditions to help people with their personal growth and development. And uh, so a lot of people may have heard of Outward Bound. It's uh, similar to those, which are, yeah, trips at it it's basically adventure education and so i ended up uh finding out about this company national outdoor leadership school Knowles. they're based in wyoming but have programs around the world and they focus uh on utilizing the wilderness as a great leadership training tool for executives for college students for parents for for anybody and um ended up working kind of freelance outdoor education for a long time but mostly with this one particular program for 10 years and Managed to uh, live out of my truck for a long time, drove from Mexico to Alaska three times, kind of uh, led expeditions on every continent except Antarctica, I guess. So that was, uh, yeah, we, uh, we would teach formal leadership classes in, in the backcountry. So we'd backpack or mountaineer on glaciers all day, and then we'd get to camp and do a class on conflict resolution or effective feedback, things like that. Um, wow! Yeah, it was living the dream. At it's the time. hearing things like this that make me go, "What am I doing with my life?" Yeah, like that is just wild. Where Where was the coolest like expedition you went on? Where was your favorite? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I I love Alaska and the Yukon up north. It's just such remote wilderness. It's such a great training ground. The weather and the conditions are pretty harsh up there, so it's uh, it's great for a, a learning classroom. Um, India always blows my mind. I led a couple of expeditions in India. That's probably my most memorable one. The memorable ones are the ones that mm-hmm. kind of go haywire and don't really <laughs> go as planned, but um, we, we pulled it off nonetheless. Um, yeah, India India is incredible because it's not just the mountains. You get the culture because as you get into the mountains, you've got three days of hiking through villages before you get to the mountains, whereas in kind of North America or, or Australia and New Zealand, you kind of get dropped off at the trailhead and you don't get any culture. You're kind of in the mountains. Wow. Um, yeah. Prince William Sound is an incredible area in Alaska. Prince William Sound. It's just like kayaking in an aquarium. It's just so much oh beautiful wildlife. That's wow. Yeah. <laughs> my wow. We I've captured some of the stories in, in 2013. I published my first book. Oh. Teams on the web. <laughs> so that's um, <laughs> some, of the, some of the more hair raising cool. stories. There. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and so you said you've been vegan for about four years now. Uh, and mm-hmm. and what was yeah, that? Yeah. Um, what was that journey like? Like what mm-hmm. kind of brought you to the decision to make that to make that change? And yeah, it was really my my wife that was leading it. I um, I think I've probably been a little healthier than her, just kind of on a regular go to diet over the years. But um, 
you know, my father for like the last 20 years owned a meat distribution wow. company <laughs> where we were living um, and high end meats. And uh, so we would we were getting great meats for free, essentially, like they would let us, you know, on their corporate account. And, and so we didn't really think a lot about it. And um, once we moved away from the hometown where I was living in, where my parents were and were living somewhere else. And we just started thinking, well, I think my wife was like, well, this this good meat that we were getting before is really expensive <laughs> and um, we should be buying the cheaper meat. And then she started thinking, I think, well, the cheaper meat's probably not very good for you. And um, I think she eventually, we watched Beducated, I think kind of piqued her interest. And um, once she saw that, she was like, wow, like just these are normal people that are, are becoming vegan and can do it. And if they can do it, maybe we should, and maybe I could. And um, it still didn't click for me then. And, and then, a couple months after watching Beducated, I think she decided to sign up for a Colleen Patrick Goudreau kind of 30-day challenge. And um, she's pretty hardcore. She went overnight. She's like, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to start this tomorrow, and uh, I'm not going to eat meat. Wow. And she hasn't eaten it since. <laughs> and uh, So I was kind of, you know, I'll support you at home with this because I do most of the cooking. And um, But, you know, I'm, I've got a, I'm, I'm on my own plan. And um, But gradually, it probably took me about three months to, to fully come on board. And, and once I went on board, it's just... Uh, kind of the passion started to grow. I think she was actually, we we're both training for marathons at the time and she was having some running injuries. And I think she heard on a podcast somewhere that, you know, a plant-based diet, whole food plant-based diet can help you with uh, recovering from injuries. And I think it, mm. that was kind of the tipping point for her. It was like, okay, I've had enough of these injuries. If this is going to help, wow. let's just do it. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then so we've, uh, yeah, we've, we had two kids at the time and now we're on our third kid and nice. vegan as well. That's and, awesome. So, um, well, yeah. I see now. Except for today, when my kid, when my six-year-old came running home from her friend's house, and she's like, "I just had three cross oh, no. at Antonio's." House. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good question, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, not to like not talk because obviously we have like we, we, we have a topic, film yeah. festival, right? <laughs> but like now, just a random question because I don't know if we've really talked about this. Gotten anyone who has like yeah. young children that they're raising vegan? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you explain? that to them why they don't eat the same things as their you know friends or whatever and then if they do eat you know three croissants or whatever the case may be do you like correct that or you like do you how do (laughs) we just shame them constantly (laughs) over and over (laughs) you're a little shit (laughs) (laughs) look here's earthlings watch it (laughs) Um, you will sit there (laughs) no no we um Yeah, we, we, you know, we're, we're, we're learning as we go, but, um, they've been, they've been really good. I, you know, I kind of keep waiting for them to rebel and they haven't, they're, they're, they're more on, on the train, you know, than, than I ever thought they would in terms of, you know, not questioning it. They do more questioning of their friends of why they're eating that way instead of like, why are we doing this? Um, you know, we try to talk to them kind of within age appropriate language and we show them, you know, obviously I've get um, dozens, dozens of films coming in being the director of a film festival, but, um, you know, I just, I show them ones here and there that are obviously age appropriate again, that they can digest. And, um, I've taken them a couple of times to farm sanctuaries, animal sanctuaries. I think that's kind of the best thing any vegan parent can do for their kids is just take them to a, an animal sanctuary, especially farm sanctuary, you know, explain it. And then that, that really hits home for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, like what, how could anybody like, want to kill that or want to hurt that or abuse that and they're there and they're seeing these pigs and these cows that are just looking so great or or not looking so great because they've been rescued but um those are really helpful and yeah you know we make it work it's uh 
you know, sometimes it's challenging outside the house. Like every Friday at their school is Pizza Friday, mm-hmm. and it just drives me nuts. And they order in pizza from outside the school, and of course they don't have vegan options, but they want to eat pizza because their friends are eating pizza. So every Thursday night through the school year, I have to make a homemade vegan pizza. Oh wow! That, that we have there's every Thursday night for dinner, and then they have to take leftovers on Saturday on Friday, which which they they're totally into. They're totally with it. I've gotten you know I can't taste the pizza anymore. I, like I, I can't even <laughs> eat it anymore. It's so I'm threatening to join the, the parent council this year to start you yeah. know, making some changes. <laughs> you should. Because yeah, there's got to be some like children who have allergies and stuff. Like, yeah. It's wild to me because it's not like, you know, they wouldn't order like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches out because of peanut allergies right, and right. stuff like that. Right. So, exactly. I don't know, sometimes yeah. I'm like, I just wish that they would kind of see, especially for kids that would be sensitive to yeah. their friends and stuff yeah. around them. But that's really cool yeah. that you yeah. did. That you made it can be challenging at birthday parties and things like that when they're having cake. So sometimes we we'll, might send them with a vegan cupcake or something. Or, you know, every now and then if they're out of the house and they're out of birthday, uh, like I'm not going to deny them some birthday cake. Right. right. Um, and and so, yeah, it's like you've got to be flexible. You know, I think we learned early on. I heard a quote sometimes that, you know, people are, are so stressed about being 100% vegan yeah. all the time that like the benefits of being vegan <laughs> are mitigated by the stress they have in their life. Um, and, and I, you know, I fully expect as they get into teenager years, they'll probably rebel a little bit or want to experiment. Um, and you know, I think we've got to be flexible for that and, you know, we can control what happens in our house, but we can't really control what happens outside. So, yeah. I never thought of it like that by trying to control it. You're kind of mitigating the benefits Mm -hmm. of being vegan. Cause I mean, it's so true. I just never thought of it in those terms, but very true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you want to get into whole... You yeah, said, you said so you curious. get lots of movies, and you're <laughs> tell us more about why you get those films sent to you. Yeah, I'm so curious with your um your background and everything, how you came how the to heck did you start, start a film that? festival. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think I'm a film director, or have a, went to film school, or yeah, I that was background. I definitely assumed that's what I was going to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally different. I think my, my background comes more from kind of the leadership side of like, well, let's jump into it and take it on and a bit more of the kind of logistics planning you know i've planned expeditions for years i've organized triathlons for years um things like that uh but yeah so a couple of years ago i was li- we were living in england at the time and uh we we're just there for a year and um went to a couple of veg fests and this is we've been vegan for a couple of years now and my passion was starting to grow and just learning more about the the whole industry and um always kind of been a bit of an entrepreneur and just kind of wondering how i can get into the plant-based movement and where I could feel that my expertise could fit in and, and I could find a niche that, that would serve the community. And um, so I started thinking about organizing a veg fest and the more I looked into it, the more I, you know, I wasn't quite sold that this was kind of the best avenue for me. One, you know, it's got to fit with your life schedule and timing. And I thought that might be with all my other commitments at the time, a bit more, to chew off a bit more than I could take right then. And, um, and so I, there's, there's a couple kind of mountain adventure film festivals I've gone to over the years, namely the Banff mountain film festival up here in Canada, but goes around the world. And so I've always known about that kind of film festival that has a festival in a city every year, but then has a world tour that takes kind of a best of the best. And, um, I started thinking, you know, maybe there's a film festival out there, a vegan film festival I could bring to Ottawa and, and you know, show my local community. And I did a bunch of research and realized that there, there are no vegan film festivals in the world. 
I was shocked to find that out. And so, you know, it's just kind of like, well, I guess I'm as good as anyone to try to start it up. Let's see where we can take this. And, uh, you know, I, I talked around to some friends in the industry and, and kind of wrote some notable people in the vegan movement and kind of bounced the idea off them. And they all seem to be super positive about it. And so I said, well, let's, let's give it a shot. And uh, I'm sure there's, you know, many, many good quality vegan themed films out there that aren't making it to Netflix. You know, I'm sure probably it's one or two percent of, you know, the vegan themed films out there that make it to Netflix. And um, that means there's, you know, hundreds, if not thousands that are, you know, filing a slow death on YouTube or Vimeo or, or not even making it that far. And so I thought maybe this would be a great time to give a platform to to those filmmakers out there that are doing some quality films and give them an opportunity to, to have their films in front of a new audience and potentially a worldwide audience. Um, as well as, you know, a lot of people seem to go into veganism through documentaries or that's one of the catalysts that, that make them the switch. And, um, if, you know, if I can help that in any way and, and every film is kind of different and every film hits people in different ways. And, um, so, you know, that's a big part of the motivation is let's get all these films out there to hopefully, um, you know, vegans can see it and be continue to be inspired to, to eat this plant-based diet. And as well, I want non-vegans or vegan curious to watch it and, and be educated and inspired. So that's kind of the big motivation to go for it. And um, yeah, we're, we're learning as we go. Hmm. So like, what does the process of that look like? Yeah. Like, how do you... How do you find, do, do you recruit films? Do they come to you? Yeah, uh, well, a bit of both. Mostly they're coming to me, thankfully, because <laughs> um, I, I don't have a big community of filmmakers that I know of. Um, but yeah, last year was our first year. We just kind of put it out there, put some press releases out there in the vegan media, and it, and they picked it up. It was great. I got We got some great press last year. Plant-Based News probably did three or four different articles on us. The Veg News called me and did a, a full interview with me for the magazine. Um, yeah, a lot of the other vegan media press, um, you know, wrote, so, uh, published our press releases and published stories on us and called me for some questions. And, and so I think the word kind of got out that way. And um, last year, you know, I just kind of put it out there. I didn't know if I was going to get three films or 10 films or no films or 100 films. And last year we ended up with 28 films from eight wow. different countries. And, uh, yeah, I was blown away. I was, I was amazed. And we have, um, four different categories and all four categories were well represented. The categories are lifestyle, health and nutrition, uh, animal advocacy and environmental protection. And, uh, one of the feedback we got from a lot of the, the people that were attending the festival is just the diversity of the films was amazing because there, there might not be other vegan film festivals out there, but there's definitely, you know, environmental films out there that, that have some of these films. There's, there's foodie films out there, fo food festivals, fi food film festivals out there, but there's nothing that kind of categorizes, categorizes the whole kind of vegan theme as you will. So um, yeah, we were, we were thrilled with that. I think most people found us through the, yeah, through the vegan media. Hmm. Man. So what are the requirements? Mm -hmm. I know that that's just like a weird question. Cause you said, you know, some of these films sure. might die on like YouTube or things like that. So do you have mm -hmm. just for anyone who maybe might hear this and maybe, you know, I don't know the deadline couldn't make it for this year's because it's really soon, but like mm -hmm. maybe they can make it for next year's film festival. What, what, what kind of requirements yeah. do you have for these films? Very little. Um, you know, the films range from this year, we have films that are a minute and a half to two hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, 
So we got animated films from students. We've got music videos. We've got, you know, million dollar budget documentaries. Um, so anything and everything in between. Uh, there's a $40 entry fee, and that's, you know, basically to keep spammers out. Um, a great online, um, there's a great online uh, service called Film Freeway. And so that's where all the films get submitted. Film Freeway is almost like a dating site between mm-hmm. filmmakers and film festivals. And um, we have a profile there, and people submit their, their film festival, their film <clears throat> through Film Freeway, and uh, allows us to, to see them all on the one platform. And then I have judges um, that are scattered across the world. And they can go on the online and they go in and I kind of select the films that they, that they need to judge and uh, it works really well. And so, yeah, in terms of um, requirements from a filmmaker, it's, it's very little. They've you know, got to fit a vegan theme and fit a category, but that's about it. I love that. That's actually, I don't know, because I, I didn't, based on what you were saying, I didn't expect it to be like, has to be four hours long and have these production <laughs> things. But like, right. it's really nice to hear that it's it's open to pretty much anyone yeah that's cool yeah absolutely yeah i definitely want to want to keep it open and and keep the cost low and and you know have those students and and have those you know lower budget films the film that won last year was a was not a big budget film but it was uh, blew everybody away and was a fantastic film and it, it went on to win the british film and television short documentary award which is you know equivalent to their oscars over in the uk so um we got a nice little shout out in the bbc when they won that saying that, you know, this film previously won the Ottawa International Vegan That's Film Festival. Cool. So, yeah. What film really was well. that? It, it's called 73 Cows. Huh. It, I'm not, I think it's on Vimeo now. It was off for a while because uh, it had to come off when it was up for this um, BAFTA, the British Film and Television Award. Um, had to come off, but I think it's up now. And uh, it's a fantastic, it's 15 minutes long. It's, it's about a, a cattle or a beef farmer in, in the UK that has a family farm that decides he wants to, he wants to stop sending cows to slaughter and, and wants to turn his farm into a plant-based organic vegan farm. And it uh, kind of tells that story. It's, it's really well done. I have to look that up. I was actually going to ask like what kind of success stories you had had from the film festival. Like, had you had any like mm. big ones? And I mean, that was obviously a yeah. big one. Are there yeah. any others that got like any, <laughs> specific recognition or things like any feedback that maybe you heard from like these movie producers and were like hey just you know your event actually helped me to do xyz or anything like that yeah you know i I can't really think of i've definitely been in touch with them and and they're thrilled that it's kind of going on tour and getting other people to to see it in that um yeah it's it's that, that's definitely the biggest one. Other ones have gone on to do well in other film festivals, but but not nothing quite as big as the kind of the BAFTA one. But uh, I think the filmmakers are just really excited that their films are getting selected and, and you know, getting in front of a live audience and um, getting, you know, shown potentially around yeah, the world. That's very cool. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been really fun to connect with, with the filmmakers and, and tell them, you know, the reactions that we're getting at these um, screenings, things like that, and the questions that I get for them. <laughs> And you guys are doing a photo contest this year too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So we've added a photo contest. Just added that a couple months ago, but really excited to see uh, see where it goes. It's a, a photo essay contest. So we're looking for people to submit uh, three to five photos that that tell a story. Um, and the categories are the similar ones to the film festival, except we've added a student category as well. And 
yeah, it's a, it's amazing the photography that is out there. Um, that's kind of vegan related, and a lot of these filmmakers are photographers as well. So I thought that would play play along with them, and um, yeah, and just you know another avenue of media to to get the word out there. And have you um, have you already had submissions coming in for both um, films and photos this year? Do you feel like um, if you have that it, it's growing? Have you been getting more submissions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the film festival deadline was just last week, so it's July 31st. And um, so our summary of the films that we had, we have a grand total of 40 films come in this year. Wow. Uh, which wow. we're thrilled from, thir- from 13 different countries. And uh, I believe 65 of the filmmakers, 65% of the filmmakers were female. Oh, wow. Which is, uh, which is very exciting. I think that's probably much further ahead than probably Hollywood or yeah. <laughs> like traditional, traditional filmmakers. So I was really excited to see that. Um, but yeah, 13 different countries, you know, New Zealand, like a bunch of different languages. Um, it's great. They're all, they're all subtitled into English, English, but, um, get a, we get a bunch out of Iran. I don't know what it is with Iran, but, um, we got some good quality films out of there. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's about 15 hours total of, of films that we've got in. So quite a range. Um, the judges have started, uh, their process now of, of going through the films and uh, the photo contest, uh, the, the deadline for that is the end of August, so August 31st, 2019. And um, it's been a little slower, but um, things, you know, with these deadlines tend to pick up as the deadlines come. You know, we had, I think, of the films in the last three days, we probably had 10 films submitted. Um, in the last two hours, we had four films submitted, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so I'm expecting that for the photos as well. But uh, yeah, get your photos in. We've put up a, a $250 prize for um, Canadian for for the photo that wins the contest and um, hopefully we can get that out in some some quality media sources um, and uh, and really spread the word and spread the story that that captures our judges attention now how do you choose the judges ah good question um, I've actually gotten several people or more than several people this year asking to kind of come on and be a judge and uh, I'd love to take everybody on but uh, you know, I wanted some people with uh, that, you know, had been vegan for quite a while and, and were entrenched kind of in the community. I uh, wanted a bit of diversity. I uh, wanted a bit of um, geographic diversity, gender diversity, all that. Um, diversity in background. Uh, we had um, one of our judges dropped off from last year because she found it just too difficult watching a lot of the, mm-hmm. the animal um the animal suffering videos that we got in because uh you know we get a lot more than we actually show at the festival and they're very hard to sit through that's probably the hardest thing for me as a director is is having to watch all the films um but uh yeah the the director or sorry the judges this year for the film festival are um, pamela ferguson she's a phd vegan plant-based dietitian based in nelson british columbia and she's very entrenched in the community and um we have Jim Amos, who is in Los Angeles, who owns Scout 22, which is actually a, kind of a vegan PR firm that works with uh, plant-based companies uh, around public relations. And he's been an outstanding help and a, and a great mentor for us. And uh, <clears throat> our newest judge, which we're super excited about, is Dale Vice, um, Vince, sorry, Dale Vince from the UK, which uh, you may be familiar. He owns and started Ecotricity, which is uh, the UK's largest green energy company that runs on windmills. It's a uh, hundreds of millions of dollar pound company. 
um, very successful. A couple of years ago, I think 2010, he bought a Division Three soccer team, football team over there, and and now that football team is a totally vegan football team. All their football, all their meal team meals, the whole um, grounds at their stadium, all the food is vegan. They have an organic grass field. Um, they've got new bamboo made of shirts, jerseys made of bamboo. It's uh, he's got a great story going there. Um, so we're really excited to have him on. He's he's a he's a pioneer and kind of a a business um, plant based tycoon in, in the UK. And, um, it was great just chatting with him the other day to to prep them for the for the judging. So yeah, quite a diverse group and, and accomplished group of judges. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I f- I feel like I am like beside myself with how cool all of this is. I like don't know <laughs> how to respond. That's yeah. that's so cool. Oh, the, the two um right now we have two judges. We're gonna be batting one more soon for the photo contest. Um one is <clears throat> Dale Finn of the Happy Pair. You just heard of, heard of them. They're out of Ireland. Him and his twin brother um, have an outstanding company called The Happy Pair, and they started as a cafe, and now they do incredible um, foods that they sell whole food through supermarkets all over Ireland and the UK, and they have a bunch of cookbooks, and they do online courses, um, heart-safe online courses and cooking courses, and they're, they're outstanding guys. And then we also have Victoria Moran, the uh, Main Street Vegan, is, uh, is another one of our... Um, she has a Main Street Vegan podcast. Yes, she's one of our that's judges, cool. So. Uh, Victoria, yeah. we actually know well. I took Main Street yeah. Vegan Academy, and she was on the podcast yeah. a few oh, months sure. ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, Victoria's great. That's that's. I oh, got that one. <laughs> yeah, she's such a ball yeah, of energy. Oh my goodness, I'm like writing down and taking notes all of the things that you're saying, so I can go and look them up later. Uh, I think my favorite yeah. part is like getting to me, and it's funny because like it's like the vegan community is becoming, we call around here in the Albany area, we call it Smalbany because mm-hmm. it feels like if you know someone, you mm-hmm. know, so know their brother, you know, like yeah. it just, you get those weird coincidences. And I think you're running into it with the vegan community now in a nice, in a nice way that like Victoria Moran is one of your judges. And we're like, yeah. Oh, we know Victoria, we interviewed her. And it's like, we just get to make these really cool connections with people so like I'm sitting here stunned, like talking to you and just, you have a really awesome story and have done some pretty cool things in your life and are obviously working towards even more cool things. And like, I don't know, it's just really nice and yeah. it's, it's really cool. And it's, it's nice that you're helping smaller, again, smaller filmmakers or, you know, creative people, producers, like live their dream and help yeah. them help animals and help other people. So it's really cool. Yeah, what is the yeah. I'm curious about like the um, you know, feedback from cuz I assume that this is a film festival that the public can attend. It's like a, an event that people can come to and watch these films. Um, what kind of like feedback are you getting from people about the um the, the invention for lack of a better term of this film festival that now exists and people get to go and watch these documentaries and nobody else is doing this. So, I'm curious what people are saying. Yeah, it's it's been great. We got a great response, and so maybe I'll just tell you a little bit about the the structure of the how the viewing happened, yeah. and then I can tell you some feedback we've been getting. But um, so from the beginning, I've always wanted to have kind of the main festival, you know, here in Ottawa, and then take kind of the best of the best of the festival on tour and um, work with local hosts around the world. And so um, right now we're still pretty small in that we the festival is just kind of one day um, where we show as many kind of films as we can and in, in within a kind of a three hour space. Um, again, most of the films are, are short films, so we can get a lot of them in. 
And um, the week leading up to the festival this year, I'll probably try to show one or two feature films at another venue in town. Um, and so we want to, you know, show as many films, many quality films as we can. Um, so we'll show one or two films um, leading up to that, leading up to the festival. And then the festival will show kind of the best of the best. So most of them will be short films. This year we had eight films that we showed, seven of which were 15 minutes and under. And then eight, uh, one was uh, we showed a section of a feature film. So um, almost like a festival cut <clears throat> of um, the film that we showed was Eating You Alive. Excuse me. <clears throat> Um, and so we showed a 45 minute cut of that. And, um, and then, so that's, I, I boil it down to about a two hour show. So an hour films and a 15 minute intermission and then another hour of films. <clears throat> and then it's set to screen where, wherever in the world, any, any city in the world, it could be screened. Um, we basically have the festival in a package and then I, um, I sell the license to local hosts and they pay a licensing fee and then they organize the event themselves and they sell the tickets and they keep the revenue. And so some nonprofits take it on to, as a fundraiser for them. Some businesses take it on as, uh, you know, another outreach event for them and their, and their clientele or their audience. And um, we have kind of the, the festival in the package that we, we send them the films and, and the script for the, for the um, screenings. And we send them, you know, the posters and all the, the print material, the press releases, things like that. Um, and so then it can be shown all, all year long. I didn't want it to be just kind of a one-off, you know, one Sunday in Ottawa event. I want it to be a, a year-round event. So this year we had six screenings, um, mostly in Canada. And then we did a screening in Berlin. We had a sold-out screening in Berlin, actually, which we were thrilled with. We did a Vancouver and Newfoundland, St. John's Newfoundland, Toronto. And um, I'm going to be hosting one in uh in Montreal coming up in three weeks, August 29th in Montreal. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the layout. Um, going forward, we're, we're looking at, and daily I'm talking to people that are interested in hosting it in cities around the world, I'm talking to Brazil the other day, um, talking to people in Israel, Iran, um, all over the States. So we just signed up with um, Hilton Head, South Carolina is going to be showing it in February, just connected with a, a host in LA that's going to be showing it this winter. Um, yeah, so that's the hosting um, kind of structure of that. And then, yeah, the feedback has been awesome. Uh, Sounds like you need a place. Uh, I, yeah, I think upstate New yeah. York New could York. maybe use. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's talk after. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. That sounds some, awesome. Some of the feedback, most of the feedback, kind of the overwhelming feedback we're getting, people have been super positive about just the diversity of films because, you know, there's a lot of kind of screenings that happen in cities that maybe like the local veg association will host a screening of the latest Netflix, you know, blockbuster or whatever. And it's one film and they might do a Q and a after, but they come to this event and they get to see like eight diverse films from all over the world. And it's just, it's really neat that um, it kind of touches everybody. It's not just, it's not just all environmental films. It's not just all animal. Um, yeah. I think that's a really important thing. Um because there's different reasons people go vegan. And so maybe I wouldn't want to see a film about, you know, environmental things, but I definitely want to go for something more geared towards health. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice that you can go to one stop and then you get to learn the other side of it too. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Cause we, we talk a lot about how people typically go vegan for what, one reason or another, but then once you make the change, you mm -hmm. learn about all of the other reasons that people are making the same choice. Absolutely. And so I think, I think 
what Danny's saying is totally true. You might go to an event like this because a certain a certain film on the list really spoke to you, but then you end up seeing all these other ones and learning things that you didn't know before or you didn't know as much about or that are now making you want to know more. And it's just such a great educational opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, you know, there's definitely a lot of junk food vegans out there that, that could learn a bit more from the health mm-hmm. stuff. And then there's a lot of health, you know, people coming to health that still are unaware of the the suffering of animals. <laughs> Um, you know, we, I came in, my wife and I came in kind of the health side and I heard some quote recently I really liked that says a lot of people come from the, come from the, come for the health and stay for the animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a neat diverse that way. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, a lot of people are just like, you know, how do we get more people out of here? Like we, we've got to get the word out. This is an amazing event. You know, let's, let's really, um, get, get, get pushing this and, and get these, get these you know, venues sold out every year because it's, uh, it needs to be seen. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I think that would, that's, we should definitely talk more about that because we have a really interesting vegan community here in Albany. And I think that, um, mm-hmm. I think that the, if you build it, they will come, so to speak. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the vegans would really come out. Well, yeah. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be in a 300, 400 seat theater. I think the one in, in South Carolina, she's doing it in a church basement that can seat 140. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, you know, so keeping costs down there. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've had it uh, at a bunch of different universities. I've had success getting feeders at universities. Um, I know the Vancouver and Berlin screening both had vendors. So they had food vendor, vegan food vendors at their screenings beforehand, um, selling some food or giving away samples. So that, that kind of adds to it. So I like the local host to kind of add their flair to it um, and, and, you know, make it their event. Um, and this year in Ottawa, we're going to be having some vendors as well. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's lots, cool. of, lots of possibilities. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, the wheels are mm-hmm. turning. Yeah. Say, now we're starting to think about things. Hmm. So what, what else do you want to, to, to say anything else? Um, yeah. What do you want people to know? Like, what yeah. do you, what are you, what do you like to promote as like the biggest takeaways or, or what is, or, or what do you feel is most important that people really know about the festival? Just that, it, you know, that it exists and, and there's potential to show it in your community because, you know, I definitely have gotten people like, when is this coming to my community? I'm like, well, interesting. We, we can bring it to your community. Um, this is not, you know, it's, it's based in Ottawa. I'm, I'm happy to have the Ottawa name behind it, but it's not, you know, just an Ottawa event. Um, sometimes people get confused when I was showing it in Toronto, people are like, why am I going to the Ottawa film festival? It's in Ottawa. I'm not, I'm not going to I'm like, no, this is the Toronto screening of the Ottawa international vegan film festival. Um, so maybe I need to work on my branding a little bit with that, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just that it exists. It can come to your community. Um, you know, if you're a filmmaker, you don't have to be professional. Uh, if you've got a really compelling story and, and, a, and a quality camera and even, you know, some films I'm sure that are probably filmed on, on some iPhones, some short films. Um, it doesn't have to be a feature film. You know, like I say that the award winning film last year was 15 minutes. Um, you know, it's, there, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of vegan films out there, but there's so many stories that haven't been touched. Like, you know, you brought up, you don't know many families. Like I'd love to see a vegan story, a, a film on, on vegan families. Um, but there's, there's mm. still so many different topics that, that haven't been touched out there. And um, yeah, get, uh, let's support those vegan filmmakers because uh, they're keeping us inspired and they're educating, you know, the public that, that don't know. And 
you know, Agreed. with the film con with the photo contest, you know, you can you can take that with your iPhone. Everybody's got a everybody's got a, fo- a camera now, and so you don't, you know, iPhone yeah, you don't we don't need yeah. a ten thousand dollar <laughs> camera to to enter this contest. Um, so um, you can take photos tomorrow and send them in tomorrow night. Um, and so, do you have any? I know the film festivals only a couple of years mm-hmm. old, and you you added the photos this year. Do you have any like? plans for the future or yeah. any other like big things that you're kind of working on or thinking where this might go absolutely yeah you know i'd love to make it a full weekend if not a full week i'd like it to be kind of a bit of a hub and i'd love to bring in you know filmmakers from all over the world or the filmmakers that especially that we're screening to come and introduce their films and and give some talks um you know i'd love to be i'd love to have a session that introduces um investors to filmmakers because obviously filmmakers are always looking for money so, you know, I've got all kinds of ideas for that, but definitely it lends itself having a festival um, lens and, and a film festival and a vegan theme, like there's just endless possibilities that can happen with it. But I would like it to be kind of a, a destination event that, that people want to come to check out in Ottawa, but also are excited to, to bring to their um, community as well. Uh, you know, I've thought about entering a book festival as well. I didn't have the capacity to start reading a dozen books <laughs> this year, um, but um, but that's down the road. You know why not? Why not have a vegan book festival, vegan cookbooks, vegan category? You know all kinds. Um, so yeah, I definitely I definitely want to grow it, but uh, I'm very cognizant that um, it's important to stay within your means, and uh, I want to be around for the long haul and and not kind of just uh, pump a lot of money into it and 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 fizzle out like a like a lot of new businesses do and new, new projects do. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I love that. I love, I love that you have aspirations beyond, you know, beyond just what's currently going on. You know, it doesn't hurt to dream mm-hmm. big and have a plan and where it's going. Cause if you see a future, then other people will see a future with that too. And they're more likely to send films or more likely to host screenings. If, you know, the person behind it, the man behind the camera, if you will, or it's like, yeah, this is where mm-hmm. it's going. This is where we're all going to go together and let's make this. Yeah. Happen. Like this, this mountain film festival, the Banff mountain film festival that I was referring to, they right now they go to 40 countries and over, they have over 300 cities and a thousand screenings a year. Um, so I have, I have lofty goals, <laughs> you know, there's no reason that this, this couldn't be shown in every major city in the country uh, or in the world, or especially every English speaking country in the world you know eventually we'd like to uh, to get subtitles or um you know translations to, to do in other countries non-english speaking mm-hmm. countries so yeah i, I definitely want to want to grow the screenings and um yeah spread the word yeah well this is a great place to start doing <laughs> <laughs> like this yeah. well i really appreciate yeah. you guys taking some time to, to chat with me i know uh, you're busy and you have a very a great show and um Oh, thanks. it gets the word out are you kidding me we appreciate like yeah. it's so funny because people reach out to us and we're like okay we'll talk to this person and then everyone is unique and special so cool. but like then you get those like everyone is a bit of a surprise so really when you said your background and we both were sitting here it's funny those are the times i wish there was a camera i know <laughs> because when you're like oh yeah leadership no and like all these deal. expeditions and we were both sitting here with like our jaws on all the, ground, the continents we're like oh <laughs> Okay, so this guy was cool before, and now, like, oh, he's really cool. <laughs> so, that was awesome. Um, we do 
we do have to talk food with you for a moment because Andy would like to know sure. um, internationally what the any of the vegan scene. I don't know how much international travel you've personally done since I know most of your expeditions and things were before you were vegan, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know, or the, the vegan scene in Canada too. I mean, I know it's in different places. It is really good. I think mm-hmm. Canada's is actually better than uh, the U.S.'s sometimes. Yeah. Um, but like, how's the vegan scene in Ottawa? Yeah, it's it's great in Ottawa. It's definitely growing. This new restaurant just opened up last week down the street from me. That's, that's a vegan restaurant. They took over a, a, a burger joint. So it's uh, it's great that that's closed and they've opened a vegan restaurant. <laughs> and, um, there seems to be new ones opening like daily. Um, they're Canada and Montreal, based in Montreal, there's a company called Copper Branch. They're the largest kind of vegan chain, plant-based chain right now in the world. And they've opened I think 50 stores as of April and they want to open 200 stores in the next, um, as of 2020. So they're doing massive growth. They're kind of a, call it fast casual. It's kind of like a Chipotle, but it's hundred percent plant-based. Um, they're all across Canada. They've just opened their first two U S ones and one in Fort Lauderdale and one in New York city. Um, but they're looking at massive expansion, you know, um, there's, yeah, there's, there's unlimited amount there. Tim Hortons, which is the, yeah, I don't know if you have Tim Hortons in Albany. I don't know. There's some in Buffalo. Um, that's kind of our Dunkin' Donuts, a big Tim Hortons, a big donut chain in, in Canada, but they've just introduced like to their 4,000 stores um, beyond meat burgers and um, just egg uh, omelets. And uh, so, yeah, it's definitely growing in Canada. Uh, I lived in England for a year. We were vegan. Uh, it was very, very good over there. Uh, went to a couple of veg fests, veg fests or, or incredible um amazing places to see new products and new foods that are out there i really liked going to them because then i'm like oh that exists well i'll go look for that next time i go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. um yeah it's uh i think i think it's growing everywhere i'm I'm, where i'm from in saint john's newfoundland it's a it's a smaller community in in the east coast of canada and there's a small tight-knit group there um that that's slowly growing so uh you know i listened to a podcast the other day of a marketer as a works in marketing for plant-based companies. And he said, you know, it's, it's not like we're getting any smaller. He's like, I wouldn't want to be selling sugary Coke drinks these days. <laughs> you know, um, right. This is such a, such a vibrant, such a massive growth industry. It's, it's very exciting. So um, what, what then is your all time favorite vegan meal slash food? Mm-hmm. I have to, it's our like, yeah our most difficult question when it comes to interviewing people and <laughs> honestly it's it's one that stumps everyone <laughs> well I, I do think about this because my wife and i talked about this i don't know a couple times that like i don't know i guess in meat dishes when we were eating meat like we definitely had some favorite meals and i felt that was almost one thing that was um, lacking a little bit in in our plant-based repertoire and maybe that's because we don't eat out enough or, or that we have small kids and we eat simple meals a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's some, some lasagnas that we really like, mm-hmm. some lasagnas, some, some kind of um, nacho bakes. So it's uh, just kind of a, a Mexican casserole, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Mexican casserole type dishes. really like those. Um, like a, a simple tofu scramble. I, I know one of you <laughs> loves tofu scrambles. That's me. Um, I love them. Yeah. I, I love, you know? like, I think, I was going to say, I think both of us yeah, are like, God, would I eat it them. all day. Yeah. 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 It's funny. If you ask my kids that, they would give you an answer like instantly. They they, they have their total favorite meals. Like there's a um, Magnificent, which is a 
It's out of the, the plant-based families cookbook, which is an outstanding cookbook for any family with kids, plant-based families it's called. And it's a kind of a Mac and cheese, um, takeoff. It's called magnificent and they love it. Uh-huh. Uh, so we cook that every night when we're having babysitters come in so they don't like complain while they're eating dinner with the babysitter. <laughs> right. So the babysitter doesn't have to force them to eat their broccoli and cauliflower. It's just like, listen, you can eat this and be happy. That's cool. But, um, What's the name of that yeah. cookbook again? It's called Plant-Based Families. I think it's Dina Norton, I believe. It's definitely available on Amazon. And um, I probably cook out of it three or four times a week. It's, you know, that cookbook that's dog-eared and falling apart. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, it's the book of any kind of book that I gift the most. I buy it. Like, I should just buy a case of them <laughs> and give them out. Because when I have family friends come by, and, and we do every now and then, that, that are interested in asking or, or going vegan. And, and I'm like, hey, you need this cookbook here. Take this. Um, yeah, it's it's outstanding for for families. I've I've actually I've, you know I've written the author and said like you need a new cookbook because like I'm 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 getting sick of these books, but they're so good. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 different with kids, but um, you know we enjoy it and and they don't know any different at this no, stage. No, that's awesome. I think it's funny when I uh, I have my parents visiting who aren't vegan or aren't vegan yet, and sometimes they'll we go out to dinner and they'll have chicken or something. Now they're like. They'll come over to them and they're like, so, so that's a chicken leg and you're eating a chicken leg <laughs> and they, they make the connection that we, you know, I didn't make for four yeah, years yeah. <laughs> and, and they're already, they're like so confused by it all. They're like, okay, so that's the skin of the chicken. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm secretly going. Yeah. <laughs> it's kids. So like, you know, and especially, it's, you know, your grandkids yeah. or anything like that, you're not going to be like. Right, they they can right. get away with it. So it's like you're eating skin. <laughs> Why? Yeah. That's funny. Awesome. Yeah, they're cute. So, uh, anything else that you want to plug? Social medias, places that uh, everyone can find yeah. information about film festival or anything of that like. Sure. Our website is just OIVFF, so Ottawa International Vegan Film Festival. OIVFF.com. And we're on Instagram and Twitter at Vegan Film Fest. And uh, we're on Facebook as well. And so, yeah, reach out if you have any questions at all. Um, we've just changed our, our pricing scheme for the, um, for the licenses this year. We used to have a flat fee last year, but we found that challenging with some of the hosts because some live in bigger cities and have lots of potential and some live in smaller cities and we'll probably have smaller groups. So we have a tiered pricing system now based on the size of the venue. So I think that's going to work a lot better with our hosts, but um, yeah, you can find there's an FAQ page for hosting on the website and all the films that we're showing for this past year is on the website. And then um, as of October 6th is when our festival runs here in, in Ottawa, when the awards will be announced. So uh, next year's films will be announced uh, shortly after that. And uh, yeah, reach out, ask any questions. Uh, we're here to we're here to help and here to get the word out about these amazing films and uh, and photos okay. coming up. Great. Well, that's awesome. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of you know after putting your kids to bed. Yeah. And it sounds like you have quite a busy life. So I really appreciate. It. it was really cool. Like I said, very very cool when people reach out to us that you know we learn every single day too and we personally yeah i, know I love I it had no idea and now i'm like well i want to host one here yeah for like, sure yeah. so thank you so much for Absolutely. taking the time to educate us and 
uh, bring the film festival to our lives. And yes. anyone who's listening. Yeah. Awesome. You're most welcome. Well, I, I appreciate it. And I know you guys have long days at work too and, uh, and put a lot of work into these shows. So uh, thanks for doing what you do. <laughs> uh, I mean, we put like an okay amount of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get carried away. <laughs> Hey, you you got to show yeah. up, right? A lot of times that's the hardest part. Work, <laughs> that's but neither here nor right. there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. What was your favorite thing that you learned about on our interview? I just really liked the, um, like, that jumping off point where we were literally like, what? 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 <laughs> like, it just kept going and going, the list of impressive things. Right. I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, and what do I do? Oh, I, I uh, nothing. Brushed my teeth this morning. <laughs> I do nothing. Yeah. I think it was really cool because it's, yeah, it's someone that we went into knowing that they did this film festival and then like just the the world that they've seen and the life that they've led so far. And like, I don't know that he's also really cool because, you know, makes his favorite meals are ones for his kids too, you know, it's like, I don't know. It was just really fucking cool. And now we have to look into hosting. uh, For sure. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I agree. And then anyone can travel to us, too. You know? Come and see us. Hop on that plane, train, or automobile and come visit us. And bring us presents. Yeah. Um, I do have to leave you with this fun story from earlier. Uh-oh. Um, I was sitting on the couch playing The Sims. Nope, that's not true. That's not true. I have a special chair because yeah, the couch is too say, far. This is already a lie. Well, the couch, <laughs> I would prefer to sit on the couch, but the couch is too far from the TV and The Sims font is very small and I can't read it because I'm like blind, apparently. Well, I was so. just, um, I was just saying at work today about how when we were at Bourbon last week and I had my glasses on and couldn't read the menu. Right. It's concerning. Right. It's not great. <laughs> no. So I'm sitting in my chair playing The Sims and the door was open because it was raining and I I kept hearing this like boop like I can't start like the like kind of like a between a squeak and like some I didn't know if a bird was hurt it was just a weird noise uh-huh. and I was like what the fuck is that so I paused the game and I turned around and Gus is by the door looking outside and like looking terrified and I'm like what the fuck and I didn't know cats are weird right so maybe sure. it's nothing but I'm like what the fuck is that sound and what is he looking at and I look out and there's a turkey this <gasps> big old wild turkey in the little grotto right in my driveway and i'm like oh look at the baby he's so nice nay nay not just him he had probably a dozen little baby turkeys oh, with him oh angel i like i was like because i saw him and i think he probably saw me and then turned and like started to walk away and i was like oh man I want to. I wanted to see him up close because turkeys are so cute. And then I saw the ground start moving, and it wasn't the ground; it was all the little brown baby turkeys, Aww, just like walking with him. So nice. And then they just walked into the field. Oh, yeah. evil neighbors! I was like, "What can I put?" Of course, my first reaction is like, "What can I put out that they want?" Yeah, like, yeah. How do I feed them? Help how do I get them? them to stay? How do I get them to nest here? Because yeah. I want them forever. So. That was just a nice story that happened. That's so nice. Yeah. It's a real weird sound, though. I've never heard a turkey make that, like, squeaky 
kind of noise. And I also learned apparently that my one cat is fucking terrified. You would have thought that it was like a a giant unknown dog out there, the way Gus looked. Like he was just had his ears back. No, it's just a just a turkey, my friend. Little angels. That actually proves our theory, you know, how we always talk about what food we feed our cats, like probably don't feed them beef because in reality they would never take tackle right. a cow and take him down same thing for turkeys apparently like my cat would not take a turkey down what just happened oh no big deal nothing <laughs> it's fine he's fine is it an animal yes <gasps> oh i see oh are you being a bad boy yes but he's fine now that's fine anyways um, <laughs> any other departing stories after my turkey one I know his best story. It's hard I to follow. Don't think I think so. Right. Well. All right. I guess. I guess that's it. That's we'll it. Sign off by saying thanks for listening. Thanks. Oh, and go support that freaking film festival. Yeah, that's so cool. See if there's any screenings near you. If you're any sort of maker, creator, or you know someone who is, see if you can, you know, get in on get that. Get in on that. Yeah. Uh. And head over to the vspot.fm to support your other favorite creators, us. Yes. And also, I know I was thinking, too, it's like a a little ways away here. um, But we should definitely start letting people know that we will be at the Syracuse Veg Fest. Yes. Um, What is that? October 19th? It's the Saturday before your wedding. Yes? It is. Okay, yeah. So October 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be chatting with some of our... Um, vegan business owning friends mm-hmm. um on, on a nice little panel recording live so if you are in the area come and check it out syracuse veg fest october 19th yeah we'll be there our faces will be there live and it's gonna be awesome yeah i don't food i don't even know I, if I, I don't even care just give yeah. it give it to me all of it yeah I want that's it all. true that's true want it so. all yeah. Nothing at all. We gotta go. We gotta go now. There's no It was the peanut butter water. <laughs> the bottom she hasn't been the now same. Or never. Quick, stop the recording. <laughs> help, help. Is it all? Do you know what song I'm singing? Yes. Or are we <laughs> just. Oh, sorry, Andy hates me. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.